Hi everyone, welcome to our newest episode. Today we're going to cover what happens after you buy a house. We always talk about the process or the leading up to or preparing to buy a house. So today if you're a homeowner, then what's next? So it really has a lot of questions for me, so get it started. So the first thing we're gonna talk about is utilities. How soon or how not soon should I switch it over? That's a great question. So for utilities, we are going to, we want our, our new owners to get them transferred and under their name, probably one to two days before the closing. So if you are closing on the 20th of the month, try to get a transfer on the 18th. The reason for that is that if you wait after you move in, maybe you close on the 20th, you get your keys, but you have to wait until the weekend to move in, the utilities will get turned off. Yeah. <laughs> so if it's summertime here in Las Vegas, the house is just gonna be extremely warm and hot and then the refrigerator wouldn't be cool enough so you cannot immediately put in your food. So with power, it's really easy to do the, the, the transfer of the name, especially if you have been renting for a while and they have a profile with your information. They just switch over the name and same thing with water for Henderson, you go to the city of Henderson and then for um, Las Vegas, you go to Las Vegas uh, water reclamation. Oh, okay. mm -hmm. And then your sewer and your trash, which is through Republic Services. Now Southwest, Southwest Gas is the one that takes care of your um, gas in the home. And with them, that's one of the most important ones because if the utilities get shut down, then the gas company will physically go to the property close the valve and then whenever you want to turn it on they have to come back and turn it on because you know you don't want to leave gas running if there's nobody living in the house so it's just a safety precaution so ideally two days before you're closing you will get everything transferred over and and then you'll be good to go all right so my next thing is the postal office when should i go and pick up my keys yeah, so the day of your signing, you're gonna get an estimated settlement statement and a copy of your deed of trust, which says that the house is going to be yours. And so you wanna grab those two copies uh, from your package that the title company will give you and take it to the postal office uh, right when you get the, the day or the day after you get your keys. You'll go and say, hey, I just bought this house. Here's my statement, here's my driver's license. If you are with a homeowners association, then they normally have those um, those boxes where okay. you, you know you go check yeah. with a little key and everything. So they have to rekey your lockbox. So they, it will probably take anywhere between seven to 10 business days for them to do it. But in the meantime, you have already done your address change online. So they know to hold your mail. Once they get the key, the, the, the mailman will go and drop a hold your mail there. And then you go pick up your key at the postal office. When there is, um, you have the mailbox in front of your house, all you have to do is an address change on USPS. And if everybody in the family has the same last name, you only have to do it once. You get charged like a dollar to make sure it's yours. So they have to tie it to a bank account or credit card. And then you're all set. Oh, gotcha. Okay, so my next thing is, um, how soon should I check my mail when all of that is done? Because I know that they're gonna be sending me my docs after closing, correct? Yeah, and not only that, but you're gonna get so much mail in regards to your new purchase. Mm. So things that are very important to check for is the, the final settlement statement, which is you're gonna use for the next year when you file your taxes, so you can use, you can see if the closing costs that you pay are tax deductible and you can get a credit later on. 
So you're gonna get the final settlement statement and your final recorded deed of trust. So it's gonna have the stamp of the city gotcha. on it. And those are the documents that are pretty much saying that the house is yours. So you wanna hold on tight to them um, or keep them in a safe place. And you will also have um, all of the other documents that you sign. Sometimes they send you a copy via mail. And if you got a little refund, maybe you overpay um, a few hundred dollars, um, then they will send you a check on there. So make sure to look through all Yeah, the you definitely want to look through uh, that. Sometimes they get lost, and then we get a call from the title company. It's like, hey, this client didn't cash their $110 check, and then they're like, oh, I just shred it all. So you want to just make sure you have it so you 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 know you keep all your yeah money. exactly yeah and then something else I wanted to mention is that you're gonna get a lot of junk mail okay. a lot of junk mail um, telling you that you can already refinance your home mm. and you just bought it telling you that you have to submit certain documents to the county or trying to sell you life insurance additional home warranties or things like that so. And then sometimes the mail tries to impersonate your mortgage company. So what you want to look is at the bottom, they are required by law to have a disclaimer. So always look at the fine print at the bottom and you'll see it says, this company has no connection with your mortgage company. We are an independent business offering services. So if it says that, you know that it's junk mail. It's somebody trying to sell you something. Gotcha. I mean, you're more than welcome to call <laughs> them and inquire about the products if they sound interesting, but it's not something related. And then you're going to get a lot of mail about your homestead. So homestead in Clark County, when you buy a house, you can record a homestead on the county. We'll put the link on the website, has the form, and you can do it yourself. But a lot of companies want to sell you their services for a lot of money so they can record it for you. Um, and so homestead protects your home up to $500,000 for primary residence in case you get sued. So it's a nice protection to have, but yeah. you can 100% do it yourself. You don't have to pay a company to do it for you. You can get it uh, notarized on your own. It's, it's pretty simple. So we'll put all these steps on the website so everybody can know how to do it and avoid those high fees. Gotcha. Okay, so my next question is um, home warranty. So when does that kick in and what does that cover as soon as I get there? Yes. So the home warranty is going, if you choose, it's not required, but if you choose to get one, is going to take effect the day that you close. So the moment that the name that your name has been recorded with the county, that's when you have the home warranty. Home warranties are renewed every year, and so you should expect a separate bill every year from your home warranty. Depending on the type of home and the plan that you chose, the home warranty can cover as little as the AC um, heater, um, maybe. Um, uh, piping issues or as much as covering the, the roof or covering uh, pool equipment or cover appliances or cover the uh, the um, what is the thing on the sink where you put trash <laughs> what is it called the trash a compact is that what it's called a compact where it like smashes all the trash yeah. down yeah. yeah trash compact okay so trash compact is completely different in Spanish. Okay, so that it can cover even that. So depending on the plan that you choose, uh, most home warranties are gonna charge you anywhere between 65 to $80 every time you put a ticket. So okay. if you put a, a ticket or a service call and you say, hey, my AC is not working, come check it out. You gotta pay their service fee for the technician to come 
if they can fix it right there and then they will so it's nice to have especially a lot of houses um their ac breaks during the summer mm -hmm. so they come they'll bring the parts they'll see if they can uh, repair it i think most it's very common that something fails with a compressor mm -hmm. on the AC unit. So they can fix it, your AC is working, and you don't have to spend thousands of dollars on getting that fixed. Um, if you have uh, coverage with your appliances and your dishwasher gets stuck, again, you can call the service fee. They come and fix it. Um, and like I said, it's renewable every year, and you can stop it or continue it as, as you wish. Gotcha. Well, that's really good to know, and it gives you a little peace of mind for yeah. when you're moving in. Um, so what about homeowner's insurance? Yes, so homeowner's insurance is required by the lender. Okay. So you must have homeowner's insurance, and the homeowner's insurance is going to protect the homeowner in case of something big happening to the house. Mm -hmm. So if there is a tree that falls on your roof, you want to call your homeowner's insurance company so that you can put a claim and they can come pick up the tree and yeah. the roof. <laughs> and then in case of, um, if you have flood insurance, maybe you're in a flood area, um, you in, in the house floods, you can call your insurance company and depending on the plan, some of the insurance companies will cover um, the, uh, the the stay in a hotel while the house gets fixed and then they dry and they check again smaller things like that. It would cover, um, in, depending again on your coverage, it can cover the AC. So if the home warranty came over, they can't fix it. They are like, you gotta replace this unit, it's too old. You can file a claim, a claim with your insurance company and say if they will cover it. Okay. So the big thing, so if somebody um, comes and start and they come to the work on the house and they're um, cutting the trees and they get injured in your backyard and you know they they need to pay for their expenses so they start a lawsuit then you're covered by your homeowner's insurance com um, company against accidents as well. Awesome okay so one of my last ones is the property taxes. Yeah. So how soon can I see that coming out or what is all involved with that? Yeah. So you're going to get probably a couple of times a year communication on the mail from the Clark County okay. or depending on the county that mm -hmm. you are. Um, in information about your taxes, how much your land was assessed for okay. and what is your tax cap rate and how much it needs to be paid. So depending on the type of mortgage that you chose, the most common one is that your taxes and insurance are gonna be paid through your mortgage payment. So okay. when you make the mortgage payment, uh, part of the mortgage payment is gonna to go to a little savings account, which is called an escrow account, where you save up to pay the homeowner's insurance and the taxes when they are due. So taxes in Clark County are due four times a year. Mm -hmm. And so every time they are due, then the mortgage company sends them a check for whatever the amount is because they already have your money from all your monthly payments that you have been okay. doing. So every time they are due, then they will pay the, the county. And same thing with insurance. Insur homeowner's insurance is usually due every 12 months. So the mortgage insurance will pay it on your behalf. So what I would say, if you're enrolled in paperless with your um, mortgage company, mm -hmm. you're gonna get an email uh, quite periodically about what they are paying with your escrow account. So take a look, read it, see, make sure that they have paid your taxes on time, make sure they have paid your insurance on time, make sure that your insurance company didn't cancel your policy. It's very important to keep um, an account with that or yeah. check your mail if you have yeah. it paperless. <laughs> so those are the most important things to, to look into and whatever documentation you get from the um, county assessor, just keep it 
um, as part of your file that you keep to file your taxes the following year, there may be a rebate or something. Okay, great. And my last question is my mortgage payments. How soon can I see that? Yeah, so the mortgage payment is pay um, arrears. So you pay the first of the month. You have between the first and the 15th to pay your mortgage payment and you pay for the month you already lived in. So if you close on a home in January, then your first mortgage payment is not going to be until March 1st. Okay. So you get the month of February where you don't necessarily pay. If you're used to rent, you know you're not paying it, but you're yeah. paying on, on the first um, of the month. So it's very important that you make the mortgage payment anywhere between the 1st and the 15th. The moment that it hits midnight on the sixth, on the 15th, which is would be the, the following day, you're going to get charged a late fee. The late fee is gonna be anywhere between 10 to 20% of your actual mortgage, oh, wow. payment, which is a lot. Yeah. And then if you don't pay your mortgage before, uh, within 30 days when uh -huh. it's due, you're not only gonna, late, gonna get the late fee, but it's gonna hit your credit as a late payment. When it hits your credit as a late payment, then you can remove it. It's gonna stay there. And if you have a late payment on a mortgage, it's very unlikely you're gonna be able to get a mortgage, depending on the program, anywhere between 12 to 24 months. Oh, wow. Just a negative remark. Yeah. So what I do, I don't like to pay anything on the first. It's <laughs> overwhelming. So I like to pay my mortgage on the 10th of every month. I think it's easy. You most likely already got one paycheck in mm -hmm. your bank account. And I set it up as a direct deposit. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much for answering all my questions. Of course. And if you guys have any questions, let us know. Put it on the comments below and we'll make sure to answer them for you. Yeah. See you guys next Thanks, time. Thanks, guys.